The movie guys love movies. Any jokes about who better damn well close out the next Oscar broadcast in memoriam segment are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Uggy the dog? So, Uggy, can you tell me what you're wearing? <laughs> There, One I, year after uh, losing Robin Williams, we lose another great comedic actor, Uggy the dog. Was he the same dog from uh, Frasier? Was that Uggy? Uh, no. no, that was a different dog. This is the one that worked with the great Joel Murray on oh, yeah. The Artist. And we found out on Facebook today, also worked with friend of the show Mark Povinelli. Mark Povinelli oh. worked with him. He was his dog on Water for Elephants. Do they uh, suspect foul play? No, he was 13. Uh, yeah, oh, he, okay. he retired uh, soon he after. He had white dog disease where they shake. Yeah. What? I'm not kidding. It's a little... White dog disease? Yeah, these smaller little white dogs, the breeds of dogs, get a shaking. It oh, doesn't hurt okay. them, but it's like Parkinson's sort of. Oh, doggy Parkinson's? I think mm-hmm. the, I think he ended up having a tumor, kind of like when our yeah, last wheezy. dog was put down. Uh, and they put him down. Eventually, it's always a tumor. Yeah, it's yeah. a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. <laughs> yeah. But he's a very good actor, and I'm happy to say he was that great. He was very good. Yeah, it was Moose who appeared Moose. in uh, mm-hmm. Frasier and in My Dog Skid. Look, look, I, I don't want to get letters for saying all small white dogs look the hey. same. <laughs> yeah, but you could see how I made that mistake, right? They're they're little Jack Russells. They're both Jack Russells. Yes. Uh, if you ever if you ever watch Conan, you watch Conan. I do. Then you remember the only person who didn't like Uggy the dog was Tom Selleck. As oh. much as I like him, and he's a cute dog. He kind of panders a little bit, you know. He'll, I bet I didn't see the artist, but I'll bet Augie did the thing and and the. That's just called being a dog. What are you talking? Uh, a great appearance if you ever look up Team Coco clip of uh, Selleck. He was in those the Jesse Stone movies. I think that's what they're called, right? Jesse um, Stone. Movies. Yeah, I think the, the detective Tom's. movies or cop movies. Or oh, whatever. oh yes. And he had a dog in his show named Joe, I think, and and he was just lobbying for his dog to win oh, some okay. award at the Golden <laughs> Collar Awards, which were brand Golden new. But uh, it Uggie was funny. Really, probably cleaned up. Yeah. So. Uggy did win, and he was disappointed. He's like, Joe should have won. Look at the emotion on Joe's face. And they well, showed a clip of Joe basically just looking at Tom Selleck <laughs> while he was drinking, and you were supposed to think, well, he's disappointed in Tom and his alcoholic problem. Yeah. <laughs> Uggy uh, started, Uggy was a rescue. Yes. Pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that bothers me about today's anniversary is that you mentioned Robin Williams. Yeah. There is no way that was a year Uh, ago. Right? That was, was, what, four, five, (laughs) five months months ago. ago, Five months ago. Maybe. Maybe. That puts Harold Ramis at about a year and a half. Oh, Christ, on a bun. Ugh. I'm going to be 30 before I know it. Yeah, you better. At this rate, Welcome to the Movie (laughs) Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. And you can't hurt us, not with our cheese helmets. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, banter, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on themovieguys.net, as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, Player.fm, TuneIn.com, absolutely free. What? And we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes, share and like posts, and rate us, leave a review, all that shit. And I, if you do that... You know, Paul, I was balancing my checkbook today, uh-huh. and I was going to set aside some money for this particular activity. You needn't bother. Oh. Still free. Wow, still, still no charge? Still free okay. if you do all, all right. that fun stuff. Well, 
guess who's getting HBO next month? <laughs> uh, wow, also, you'll finally be able to report something other than TBS. <laughs> you ever listen to internet? Can't wait. <laughs> you ever listen to internet radio? Uh, yes. Why? Because yes. that's also free, and you can oh. find us at wbad.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. So I should stop shoving quarters into the slot. Stop shoving that's that you're going to break your DVD uh, slot there. DV what? Uh, and iriseradio.com at noon Eastern Pacific. Basically, just search mm. the movie guys on Google, Bing, or. <laughs> Yahoo. And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. To me, you are perfect. And Bart Caius. Brain cloud? I knew it. Well, I didn't know it, but I knew it. <laughs> Adam is out of town for one more week in the middle of his annual Midwestern trek to see family and friends. But joining us later in the show is a total Ooh. madman fresh from New York City, where he took his original musical That's Real Men smell. Sing Show Tunes and Play with <laughs> Puppets, co-written by Paul Lewis. To the New York Musical Theater Film uh, Film Festival. I'm so used to saying film festival in here. I he know, took right? it to a theater festival yes. where he acted it out on stage. That's not film. That's, That's the opposite of film. Right. So he, which means he performed it a number of times. Oh. Like uh. these film actors that do it once and then call it a day. Yeah. Lazy that sounds ass. awesome. But he's <laughs> oh, but he's also a film actor. So uh, co star of The Adventures of Biffle and Schuster, which will play at the Egyptian Theater this Sunday, August sixteenth at three PM. Nick Santamaria. You know, it's good he's here. Yes. Because I recently saw a trailer for uh, Biffle and Schuster. Uh-huh. And I have questions. Oh, I have good. some some questions. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I hope I hope plot. we get to the bottom of something. It's not true detective plot wise. I'll have you know. <laughs> uh, and as ever, we've got you covered as far as new movies goes, and we have two new ones opening this week that we're going to talk about on the program, including Straight Outta Compton, Ooh. what nobody is calling Jersey Boys with the N word. <laughs> And fans of TV shows nobody remembers get excited. Ooh. It's the man from Uncle. We have no choice but to work together on this. You ought to investigate Victoria Vinciguerra. America teaming up with Russia. That doesn't sound very friendly. Yes, it is. America and Russia. I honestly working together in the Cold War. No, uh, this was before my times. So I don't wouldn't have any real recollection of this. But for whatever reason, whenever I hear the man from Uncle, I for a split second confuse it with the incredible Mr. Limpet. Yeah, that's yeah, not no. No? What? Not even close. What even happened just I, now? <laughs> Limpet. I always thought with Don Knotts. Karen, I don't have this any is going to be a conversation you won't know anything about. Okay. That's incredible because Mr. I'm Limpet. younger than you are. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, I don't know cuz I always thought there was water in Uncle. No? There's it's not a sea going adventure? No, it's a spy thing. Oh. With the American and Russian spies. Oh, okay. Which I don't know if that's how the TV ran their plot, but this is what the movie is doing. We're rehashing that, are we? Robert Vaughn, is that right? Can Robert the green room Vaughn. tell me? Robert Vaughn. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, who always looked like he had no neck, but anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, I want to program note. Gridiron, Gridiron Heroes, the uh, documentary about the, um, about the high school kids who get injured playing football. Oh, yeah, football. you went to their event, their live event. Went to their event, interviewed people, played a clip on here a little while back. Yeah. A documentary? It's a documentary. Yeah. Oh, this sounds sad. It's sad. Well, it, yes and no. It's uh, it's obviously what happens to these kids. They get injured in high permanently school? Permanently in high school. Oh, and this happens a lot. Playing football. But the, the good part is that this group, the Gridiron Heroes, has come along to help them. And I went to an event a little while back where the Gridiron Heroes donated a van to a kid mm. so he could use his wheelchair and get everywhere he needs to. I don't wow. think I'd do so it. I don't think if I were a parent. You wouldn't donate to those kids? <laughs> 
What a jerk. Screw them. Hey, they, they knew the, the dangers when they signed up. No, I don't think if I were a parent, I'd let my kid play football. This There's is what no football players are saying. Ex-football players yeah. are saying. That really? Yeah, like, Ditka won't let, let his kids play. Yeah. It's a different game. You know, when my dad played in college, he was maybe The helmet was one. made out of like balsa yeah. wood. It yeah. was like flag football. Who are we kidding? It yeah. was. The guys were maybe 200 pounds, and they weren't fast, and they weren't bench pressing 1,200 pounds or whatever they do. It's just not the same yeah. sport. It's not... It's like ice hockey. You can't put Eric Lindros, who's 6'4", on skates, who's now 6'8", and weighs 260 pounds, and have him go 30 miles an hour into a guy. You can't have a 400-pound lineman do this. It's not right, Paul. Would you please do something about this? Well, they, someone has made a, a documentary. Oh, first step. Good step in the right direction. I want to say that it's showing August 22nd at the Holly Shorts Film Festival. And when what? I was talking about Holly it, at the Shorts. time, it wasn't playing anywhere. So now they got it out finally. Oh, great. Taylor Kitsch is involved, I believe, from Friday Night Lights. He is doing the narration of the whole story of these kids, and especially this one father and son who launched the whole Gridiron Heroes thing. So check that out. I was happy to talk to those folks and, and help them run their event uh, here in town recently, and so the screening is coming up again August 22nd at the Holly Shorts Film Fest. But let's get into our new films, because oh, that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, the new films from the new weekend. Now, remember a year ago mm. when there were riots um, in Ferguson, Missouri? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And the movie Let's Be Cops, starring Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans Jr., served as a cinematic backdrop to all the racial tensions in America. Well, it's a year later, and oh, how times have changed. Straight out of Compton is in theaters. Oh, no, well, that's. Bart, let's try and preview this uh, <laughs> without overusing the term the N word. Here we go. Oh, the term. Crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. From the gang called Niggas with Attitudes. When I'm called off, I got a sword. Not the actual N word, just the term N word. We will be saying that. We yes. will be saying, quote, the N word. Okay. Correct. Thanks for briefing Straight me. Straight Outta Compton is about one of the most dangerous and frightening things to hit theaters in decades. Oh, it's about a homicidal maniac terrorizing a kid's summer camp. No. no. Oh, uh, an escaped mental patient that goes on a murderous rampage through a suburban neighborhood? No, it's about a rap group from the 90s. <laughs> Straight out of Compton is about the success and ultimate demise of one of the seminal musical groups to come along in decades. NWA. I'm sorry, what does NWA stand for? I I, I don't think it stands for anything, Ball. It's just it's just NWA as far as I know. Oh, okay. What's NWA stand for anyway? No whites allowed? Something like that. Okay, we'll go with that. Okay, that's Paul Giamatti, who is my favorite. Uh, who's in my favorite scene in the trailer, if you remember, where he tries to teach Ice Cube how to pitch his voice uh -huh. for that perfect radio sound. WNBC. WNBC. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing you, but I'm, uh, it sounds like it sounds like, sounds I'm, like saying I'm saying the what same you're thing. saying. Yeah. Now, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson, plays a younger version of his father. And according to the poster, it looks like the frown doesn't fall far from the tree. Nor does the furrowed brow. Mm. Ah. Ice Cube, of course, one of the seminal members of NWA that also included Dr. Dre, Eazy-E, DJ Yella, and MC Ren. Let's hear a little bit of MC Ren. Ooh, I like that. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. You know, Paul, this is your standard inspirational right. music biopic of sorts mm -hmm. about how about how a young struggling artist or group rises up from poverty by putting into lyrics and setting to music the struggles of their life. Oh, yeah. so this is probably like what's love got to do with mm -hmm. it, or Ray? Yes, remember Ray? All right, let's mm -hmm. let's take like a listen and, and find out. Dangerous motherfucker, racist hell, and if I ever get caught, I may fail. See, I don't give a fuck. 
Well, I think we can all relate to that, can't certainly, we? Certainly. I don't think you're happy enough. That's right. I'll teach okay, you to be happy. MC Ren, calm down. <laughs> I'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs. All right, MC Stimpy, relax. <laughs> yes, kids, there was a time when the guy who made Are We There Yet, its sequel and subsequent TV series used to pacify children across the country, scared the shit out of parents everywhere. I wonder if a song like Fuck the Police will find a home in today's racial climate. Fuck the police takes me back to a time when there was a lot of tension between blacks and the police, Paul. I remember. Now, in most modern trailers, when you hear rap music, it means the characters are hitting it big and rolling in money. But in this trailer, the music takes on a whole other meaning. Rap is now nostalgia. Feel old yet? You know what? Fuck my sciatica. Coming straight from the underground. All right, one thing's for sure. (laughs) Weird Al's straight out of Linwood can't be far behind. There you go. One of the few Weird Al albums I don't have, actually, straight out of Linwood. Grandpa Caius has a few things to say. Uh, Grandpa my... Why don't I have the Grandpa Caius drop? <laughs> That's all right, I'll do it for you Chime live. in, Grandpa. I I was shocked. What? I have ne- I've never listened to this music. I have I knew they existed. I never listened to the song straight out of... Is it straight out of Compton? What were you song? shocked about? The insane, gratuitous vulgarity. Really? <laughs> What do, you, I, what do honestly, you mean? They're just talking about their everyday life. That's what happens every day? I guess. And wow. I've never been to yeah. Compton. I think you'll see in this, in this movie that the, the struggles they had in the, I mean, in coming up against the government and the cops and all that is they're singing about what goes on. But you know? their songs were about what was going on in their neighborhood. Then, yeah. they, then they got famous. Uh-huh. And then their songs became about fucking the police because the police were harassing them for being famous. Am I am I following that? true. Black. No, all those songs were on their first album. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. So those no, oh, so that's what was going on in their neighborhood yeah. before. Well, okay. in the preview there's a scene where Paul Giamatti is there um I guess I'm guessing that the band is in a white neighborhood and they're asked to get down face down on the ground and Paul Giamatti's like these are my artists you can't treat them like this because of how they look. That was happening in the 90s. Nothing has changed. Yeah. I mean, this was Rodney King era. Yeah. You know, it was Fugly. So they're saying fuck that. (laughs) Was that one of their songs? (laughs) Fugly. Fugly. I honestly got whiter just listening to it. I was like, I had no idea this was going on. Well, that's why I'm excited to see the movie. I love anything where it's an underdog who makes good. And this seems super underdog. Yeah. I mean, these guys came out of, I mean, people in Compton don't have much of a shot. Right, no. and these guys took it to the the you know national level. So. And they're not kissing anyone's ass. That's the other thing I love about this story, from what I can get from the trailer, because I am going to go see it. The idea that they're saying "fuck the police" is really scary. Like that's a ballsy ass move. Oh, the tr- the, the videos are Good nuts for them. too. They're like uh, you know that's ballsy in the straight out of Compton vi- music video, the official one. They're being chased through Compton by the cops. Yeah, and then like. Retaliated. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's oh, a video. Okay. I'd well, like to be the actor. Like, yeah, it could it's happen. news footage. <laughs> I'd just like to be the actor that went in for that party, okay? Uh, you got to play whitey white cop guy. Uh, he had a mustache. Yeah, yeah always, always with the yeah, mustache. I'll do it if I'm in costume and, and full shades, disguise. He had yeah. the glasses <laughs> mirrored. In I did see a couple of scenes of that, yeah. Yeah. So they look like that comedy show? I think the, no, the combination the, of... Reno 911. Reno 911 is chasing them around? Great. I think it's a combination of the guys who... Have no shot, making it big, and the artists speaking their mind about their truth. I mean, it will should make for an interesting movie. I hope so. And already, the uh, director is going out there saying he's proud of the authenticity he brings to the film, which means like he. I wonder if he's already saying 
that's not hearing. That's not how it was or anything. Uh, well, there was. But uh, the actual uh, members, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, they're behind the film and they're promoting it. Who so. directed it? F. Gary Gray. I think he made the yeah, negotiator. Yeah, F. Gary Gray. F. Gary. It's a, it's a, I love that right. song. F. Gary Gray. <laughs> um, no. The F word. There's always, uh, there's already, um, the, the manager portrayed by Paul Giamatti is already coming out and trying to defend himself in some of the accusations that are levied against oh. him oh, that right? in the movie. Really? Because yeah. he looks like a good guy. Yeah, he may have changed at some yeah. point then, I guess. Well, the not to give anything away, but everyone knows I mean, it happened in the real world. We don't know. What? Um, Are you giving something away? Well, you read, you read, hey, Wikipedia ruins movies. Yeah, don't read Wikipedia. Spoiler alert. There's some nefarious financial dealings in the uh, musical industry. Uh, what? Uh, no. Wait a second. A record executive may have taken more money than he was entitled uh, to. What? No. Uh, Breaking new ground here. But that's that's the uh, the gist of what he's trying to come out and defend himself against, that he took, literally, he took only what he was entitled to, which may have been legally 80%? <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah. that's what they signed up for, yeah. but that it may, may not have been right. So, yeah, curious Are they all way, doing okay now, all the members? I think so. Well, good yeah. well Easy E is dead. Easy's dead. Oh, <laughs> but he's that. not doing well. Who who are they? Easy, Dre, Ice, uh, Here, DJ Yella, Ella. And, uh, and MC Ren. I don't know those two. Yeah. They all got... They, they all... Which one is the, the Fresh they Prince? They passed the mic uh, like the Eagles. Here, I'll, t- I'll try and reach you here. Remember how different people sang different <laughs> Eagles songs? You had Don Henley, Glenn Fry, and uh, Joe okay, Walsh. Okay, Which one Timothy was uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff to Ice Cubes? DJ Yella. DJ, okay, I imagine. Cause oh, let me also, yeah, I'll put it this way so you can understand that they were writing about where they were. So back in the day, like in the, um, the time of country music from the 70s, you had like, I don't know, Merle Haggard and he would write some song about a bar and a hot like a real slutty woman that was at the bar and then like chasing each other around the room after they get back to the room see he was writing about what he knew and you have no problem believing that no I I just but I didn't listen to, to country music either Right. So I would go. have been. So you would have been. I would discovering. Have been You would have been like, well, thank what? God for movies to yeah. open you up to because you. Hey, if you want to listen to rap, you should only listen to old school rap. Ice T, Public Enemy, oh, NWA, Beastie Boys. There's Kenny nothing, Rogers is yes. as country as I got. So when a bar in Toledo across from the depot, a bar stool, she took off her ring. You can relate to that. You're like, I've been in Toledo. I know there's bars. <laughs> you should go back and get Hank Williams, Johnny Cash, there you go. Merle Haggard. <laughs> to get ready for the movie NWA. Right. Straight out of And country. the Hank, the Hank Williams, Williams movie. The Hank Williams oh, movie, which is coming out. Yeah. Uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. I think I saw that as a boy. These movies are schooling you about music, and I am glad for that, because yeah. I know you don't listen to any music. I don't listen to music. I don't. I. It's not that I don't like it. I just have no real interest in it. It sounds nice when I hear it. Oh my I'm God. like, oh, this is really neat. I should do more of this, and then I just really don't pursue it. What the hell's this? You know <laughs> hey, what's fun, some though? Feedback in my, <laughs> some Paul, no, no, feedback no, I've in got my a, headset. I've got to out Paul on this, because this has always cracked me up, and I've never said anything about it. So Paul loves NWA, and he listens to them in the car, especially on like longer car trips when we've gotten through all of the Lyle Lovett and the Gloria Stefan and the Billy Joel, and we're getting into more of the deep cuts. And there's nothing weirder than like in the 90s, when Paul was really into this, I'd get into his car and he'd have like some old Chevy or some shit. What was that Cavalier? What was that thing you had? I had a Chevrolet Celebrity Eurosport. Oh okay. yeah, the Eurosport. He had a yeah. friggin' Eurosport. I get in and some crappy sound system with the tape player, and he'd have some old crappy NWA tape, and it's all distorted <laughs> as loud as it could possibly go, and it's all N word, N word. I'm like, oh, oh my Paul. God. 
He was so white. It was amazing. Coming out of the Eurosport? Yes. Was it black with orange trim? That was brown. It was brown, brown but that was coming out of that car. It was amazing. I did love that stuff. In Fredonia, New York. I still do. I think the rappers today have less to say and or choose to say less. So there you go. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's the end of my sentence. (laughs) I don't know. And the end of the preview for that movie. Except I think we're all going to swallow. I'm totally going. I'm all about this movie. I love this stuff. Maybe Barry Ben. You don't know. All right. Uh, Well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, If we've seen the meme that's making the rounds of the internet, you can now add straight out to anything. Have you seen these memes? Yeah, like straight out of the Admiral's Club. Straight out of Burbank. You could do that for the movie, guys, right? People have done memes like a picture of Donald Trump, and it says straight out of manners. (laughs) Right? And so with that, we'd like to play the straight out of game show. Now, Bart and Karen are here to compete against each other. I'm ready. Uh, here's the deal. I'll name a movie or celebrity, and you give us the uh, straight out of nickname for that film or celebrity. Okay. For example, Gandhi would be straight out of New Delhi. Got it. You got <laughs> it? Yep. All right. Yep. So let's get to it. Uh, Karen. Okay. Pixels. Straight out of quarters? That's Yay! correct. All right. Uh, Bart, here's another one for you. Sophie's Choice. Uh, straight out of options. Hey, that is correct. Um... Uh, Karen? Mel Gibson. Straight out of sanity. That is correct. All right. You're both doing very well. Mm, Yes. As the Uh, bell would indicate. uh, Bart, Adam Sandler. Ah, this is easy. Straight out of humor. Yeah, that is true. You're right. Uh, Karen, any Nicolas Cage movie in the last five years? Straight out of debt. He's trying. He's trying. Yeah, he's got a lot to, big hole to climb out of. Uh, Bart, Magic Mike XXL. Oh, when I saw it, I was straight out of boners. That's true. You will thank God for you. Yes. Um, and Karen, uh, Christian Bale. Straight out of patience. Oh, good for you. Kick your fucking ass. But no. I want you off the fucking no. set. You Don't prick. shut me up. You add a beat to that, and that's NWA. Do it for one fucking second. Exactly. Right? I heard that song on their first album. That's All right, well, that's it, actually. It looks like no one got a wrong answer. Oh, yeah. So we're straight out of ideas. And that's the end of the bit. There you go. I feel like a winner. You yeah. are a winner, my friend. Thank you, you are. Thank you for noticing. All right, listen. Next up is a spy movie directed by Guy Ritchie, the director Ooh. who already has a spy name. Oh, it's, <laughs> I never thought about it. Guy that's Ritchie great, would be a great spy. A great yeah? spy name. It's the man from UNCLE. That's James Bond. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. that's James Bond. Here it is. It's the man from, from Uncle. Uncle. All right. Here we this this should get it right. I like that. All right. No, stop that. Stop I like that. that. I, but I'd see that Gunn. movie. That, that's Peter oh. Gunn. All right. Wow. All right. Here it is. Now it's time to talk about the man from Uncle. Play it, Bob. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay, uh, hang on. What? Jesus. That was a mission to Blow on it. I don't think that machine's the working. The man on. from Uncle. Ha. Ah. That's hey, the one we all there recognize. We go. Sure. This is it. Hey. But, but who oh. would know? Yeah, who would? <laughs> hey, every other movie trailer out there, pay attention. This is how you make a trailer. The trailer released at Comic Con is over five minutes long, and it still doesn't give away any spoilers. Growing tired of modern-day spy movies with all their state-of-the-art high-tech gadgetry and amazing special effects? You mean like Bond movies from the 60s? 
Longing for a thrill ride of espionage set in a simpler time when a man had to rely mainly on his wits and skill and not some fancy satellite watch? Like Bond movies from the 60s. Well, the man from Uncle is for you. Or a Bond movie from the 60s. Sure, if you insist. I do, but let's hear what this spy movie is all about anyway. We recently discovered an international criminal organization with an atom bomb. Ooh. Well, now, where have I heard that plot line before? Oh, right! Every spy movie ever. <laughs> well, at least it's not the, about a list that needs to be saved from falling into the wrong hands. Damn you, wrong hands! Well, if in 2015 you're going to make a spy movie that takes place in ye olden times, you might as well use recycled storylines. Ye olden times? You mean the 60s? Or as Twitter calls it, ancient history. <laughs> Uh, when thinking of this film, think James Bond meets Mad Men at the height of the Cold War. Henry Cavill and Army Hammer play an eight American agent teaming up with a Russian agent. Naturally played by two Brits. And like all good spies and spy movies. Oh, and you have a new code name. Code name? Yes, rather a good one. And his code name is Uncle. Say Uncle! 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 Y'all hear that? We use the code name. We use the code dang. Uh, Henry Cavill played the Man of Steel, and now he plays the Man from Uncle, Napoleon Solo. May the force be with you. Will he ever break out of being stereotyped as a man? <laughs> <laughs> and as we mentioned, this is a Guy Ritchie movie, so expect a lot of this. Now save your breath and code your parts. Hey, look, she wants a heck of two roof lights, uh, the sinusized frame furniture, and the uh, scar her cushions with uh, mats and shack by cover. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure how much action or adventure can possibly be in this movie. After all, there isn't a single boong or da-da-da-da or... ...in the trailer. It's just good, thrilling, suspense-filled music. Who scored this? Friend of the show, Joe Kramer? Name drop. <laughs> Uncle stands for the United Network Command for Law and Enforcement. I don't want to nitpick Warner Brothers, but it really should be the man from Unkflay. Unpolite lady. Unflight. Couldn't you have just made a movie called anything and do all this stuff in that too? <laughs> it's called The Man from Uncle because the man from Grandpa just didn't sound as sexy. Oh. I wasn't aware that's the decision they made in the 60s when the TV it's show. from the 60s. Which brings up a really great point. I have no idea what this is they're remaking, so to me it's all new. Which makes me think that movies like Ghostbusters and Vacation and things that are happening that we still are alive to remember should just wait till all the people who remember it die out and then remake it. And then remake it. And then no one will know. So every 80 years, make a new movie. Make a new movie. Or however long ago The Man from Uncle was on, because I don't know anything about 60s. that. So do something from the 57. And 57 and before. Remake all that. Done that's, and done. That's the Robert rule. Vaughn's dead, right? The original no? Uncle Man? Oh, I wonder if they'll make an appearance. Oh. Oh, wow. I, I enjoyed the trailer. It's, I do, too. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, I want to see another... I want to see a movie about spying uh, that doesn't have all the gadgetry that allows you to know things instantly, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. there's... Yeah. Like, so many plots can be furthered along and must be easier to write if you don't have to take into consideration a cell phone. Like, the ability to get oh, a hold of anybody... so great about right? No Country for Old Men. 
those two guys chased each other that whole movie with no technology whatsoever. There's the little beeper in the money, and that's it. And I think things get a little more believable when you can get away with something. Like, I'm a big fan of the Rockford Files. Huge fan of the Rockford Files, right? And back in 1974, if you had a business card, well, you must be who you're saying on that business yeah. card, right? So he had like a machine in his car that would make fake business cards. And there's no way to check that. You can't call. <laughs> you can't verify this, right? Now Tom Cruise got to make a whole mask yes. with somebody else's face on it. He's literally got to yeah. make fake skin yeah. to fool you into something. So I'm actually kind of excited about this movie. Yeah, it, it, I think it, it's made super slick and super high techery is in the filmmaking. But I think they've pulled all that technology out of the story mm-hmm. and plot, which will be fun. All right, so here's something I noticed when I was watching the trailer is that it has the uh, quality of a movie from the 60s that was filmed. Did they film it to make it look like Yeah, I think that's what he's going for. It's fantastic. Kind of a uh, Austin Powers feel about it that isn't It's authentic, though. It's it's more adventurous. Because even the way that the movie is shot, like the way it appears with a little bit of uh, graininess or something, seems like it's a 60s movie. And I love that. And I think the authenticity is really going to win a lot of awards. In fact, it looks like a 60s movie. There's probably going to be an Oscar for authenticity. And the award for authenticity goes goes to? to Man from Uncle. When I tell you that they have that. The cars and all of that stuff is amazing. And that's actually, I was never a big Bond fan back in the Connery or even the Roger Moore days. I just it just wasn't on my radar. I'm a huge fan of the of the franchise now, and the movies are amazing. And as a result, I've gone back and I've watched some old Bond movies. And one of the things, and I'm just being you know critical as a result of comparing then and now, is that the sets were so cheesy. Like the special effects were horrible. The the submarines were clearly cardboard and but so, isn't it amazing that they were doing the best thing right at the and time. back then people were like those are the solid thing, right those are solid well-funded movies exactly and yeah. so and so it would be it'll be nice to see the man from uncle which is that movie made today with today's prop technology and right special effects do you think they'll be smoking in the movie i miss Probably. that yeah that's something that we just don't think about smoking anymore in movies yeah right? they did it in mad I, men i, I so noticed they it want to be authentic I noticed that though, like whenever they do it in Mad Men, I. Here's one thing against the movie that I. Uh oh. Just as an observation. What? Well, Guy Ritchie came onto the scene with. uh, Lockstock, right? Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. And now he's like making blockbusters. So he seems more like a director for hire. Hey, we need a guy to do. Uh, Man from Uncle, because actually Tom Cruise was attached to this movie early on, <gasps> and tried to develop it for years, and it never happened. So oh. it moved over to. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! How can Tom Cruise not get a movie made? Well, probably because he has so many he could choose. Oh, from. okay, okay. I, I I can't imagine somebody <laughs> coming like Tom Cruise going to somebody and them going, ah, I don't know, Tom. I go, you know, go prove yourself before you. No, come. they probably went. Please make Man from Uncle. He said, I'm going to make Jack Reacher. Oh, right. I now see. you're happy. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 But. Um, so, but yeah, and with the Sherlock Holmes and this, it just seems like he's a director for hire, kind of like what happened to M. Night Shyamalan, who had these films that he made on his own, and now he's like doing Last mm. Airbender, you know, because because oh, they needed somebody, you know. So I, I just I'd like Guy Ritchie, but I hope he can maintain. You hope he Guy Ritchie's it up. Put him, the, the thing that put him on the map. I hope he can continue to do that as a filmmaker, even after this movie. Well, I didn't you see know, go any back of the, and make uh, some tough as knuckles, you know. Yeah. Uh, Heist movie or something. I would, he, I would like to see that. He's somewhat stylized, right? Both Snatch and Lockstock are kind of stylized. And Sherlock movies. Holmes and looks the looks right. of this as well. Does this look stylized? Yeah, that same? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, I'm I'm comparing it to Lockstock and Snatch, and that had a very almost comical, whimsical effect to it. And some of the yeah, I think motions. a lot of that will be going on. In fact, that's yeah. what may keep it from winning the authenticity uh. war. <laughs> 
But uh, very rare reward, <laughs> seldom given out. But when it is, yes. Yeah. But I, 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 not necessarily. So anyway, out I, I'll either. check it out. Plus, these two guys look like they're having fun. Yeah, Henry Cavill finally not having to be Superman for a movie. I think he'll enjoy himself. All right, enough of this nonsense. We all have new nonsense to get to. That includes our guest, <gasps> Nick Santa Maria, who will be uh, with us right after these ten seconds of break. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Back with our guest. It sounds like there are more than one person playing that. That piano. is yeah. my girl Leah Finkelstein, one of the Boubet sisters, jamming out. That's just two hands on a piano. No, no, two she's hands. got three arms. <laughs> she is badass. She's part centipede. Uh, our guest is a real lover of old school movies I and, am. and a playwright and an actor who's traveled around the country in productions like The Producers. And yes. now he's written and appears in The Adventures of Biffle and Schuster. I love that. Playing at the legendary Egyptian theater in Hollywood, California this Sunday, Nick Santamaria. Hey! This is what happens when you bring your own crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I have now, a big car. Were you Most just jerking us around with the title change, or no? Yes. No, I'm not. I'm yes, not. Escape. Uh, let's 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 hit escape on that and go back and 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 fix what I screwed up. Now, when the show played in Southern California, your original musical was called Real Men. Uh, sing show. Sing tunes. show tunes and play, with, play puppets. with puppets. New title now. What do we have? Real Men, a musical for guys and the women who put up with them. Gotcha. Downplaying the puppets? People don't well, like puppets? What's I, I happening? I tell you, we got a lot of calls from people saying, I don't, I don't want to see a puppet show, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, then real men sing show tunes. They imagined, like, construction workers singing songs from Oklahoma, oh, you know? Oh. And nobody wants to see that. Oh, Everything's up to date in Kansas City. I, I might want to see that. <laughs> you, you might want to see that. Yeah. Are they oh, dressed in sexy yeah, construction yeah. worker clothes? Because I want to see that. It's right straight out of Compton. Mm. It's straight right. Wait a minute. I'm... I'm what? sure I'm not the only one confused by this. Straight, ju- straight what? out what? of the Gershwin um, Theater. <laughs> <laughs> straight out of Gershwin. <laughs> the Adventures of Biffle and Schuster. Yes. Oh, that's, that's not totally the same different. thing? Yeah, no, it's, it's not the same oh, thing. I Completely thought you different. told us that the Adventures no. of Biffle and Schuster has been changed to no. be called... You told me Bart was smart. No. <laughs> Maybe you no. just told me it rhymed with smart. No. I don't know. No, he is a fart. No, he that is. rhymes too. Mm. Honestly, I thought that's what you were telling me. Like, no. why the hell did you change it No, no, no. Let me get control of the table again. You know? The, ahead, the show was called Good Real Men Sing Show Tunes and Play with Puppets, and now is called Real, Real Men, Men, a musical, musical for guys, guys and, and the, the women, women who, who put, put up, up with them. them. Yeah. But basically, it's just Real Men. But yeah. what's Biffle and Schuster? That's, we'll totally get to that. that. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, the guy's got a lot going on. Biffle he's got a stage play. He's got a movie. <laughs> Look at the shirt. That's what threw me off. It says Biffle and Schuster Can on a guy do more than one thing? He has to in this room. I'm ambidextrous. Actually, let's go way back. Right. I'm going to be over let's here. Let's go over. way back for a second. Right, let's Bart, go you'll enjoy this part. One of the first things Nick ever did on television was appear in Buffalo Bill. Oh, with the Dabney Buffalo Coleman. Bill show. What with uh, Gina Coleman. Davis and Dabney Coleman? Yeah. Yes. Have you? Did you meet Gina? Are you kidding? I worked with her. Oh, we used to. We were in the makeup room together every day for a week. I was watching. Uh, we'll get to this later. That was, but I was watching. Before, uh, wow, that was before a quick change. Yeah. Wow. That was before anything. Before, with her. She, yes, was, she was just she was BC. Dabney's she was Dabney's pretty girlfriend at the time. Yeah. It was, that was much, before much before Quick Change. I'm just yeah. getting it in my mind, so I understand. <laughs> um, that was before Commander in Chief, wasn't yeah. it? That was before Cutthroat Island. <laughs> long, yeah. long kiss, good night. Yeah. 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 
which I thought was an amazingly good movie. Oh, Craig Burko. I thought she pulled that off absolutely. I like when Craig Burko explodes at the end. You actually see his parts just go mm-hmm. like in all different directions. And she, right. de- she delivers one of the baddest ass tough guy lines. She's cradling her daughter in her arms and they're hiding in this room and she's figured out how to seep some kerosene under the door crack into the room outside mm-hmm. where there's a ton more fuel and she lights this match and she's about to drop it into she the... She says, Rosebud. Yes. And I she says, Mommy, are we gonna die? And she says, No, baby. They are. And she drops the thing in the boom. Yeah, yeah. Same thing's happened to me. Who blows up Greg Dr- Berka? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Straight she out was of gorgeous when you met her. Oh, yeah. Like stunning. Oh, like, stunning, tall, young. Oh, man. Pretty. A young, tall. Yeah. Gina Davis. Yeah. And I'm sporting the Dabney Coleman mustache right now because Kevin and I are doing nine to five over at the Glendale Center Theater. A couple more weeks on that if you're listening. And it's hey, on over. one of so. our listeners came to see the show and she was super cool. Yes. Thank you to Leah for yeah. coming by our show. And yeah. Super cute, too. You missed out, Bart. Mm-hmm. Was this a listener we didn't know about? She. Contacted oh, she us and said and she was coming, and there she was. But not like a friend of ours. No, well now she is a legitimate, she, a legitimate listener. Uh, yes. So my musical. Oh. Um, <laughs> Were we talking to you? Hang on. Jesus, you guys. Uh, well, yeah, boring. <laughs> when this guy Debbie get here? Coleman uh, wormhole. What are I'm you? sitting here balancing <laughs> markers on the microphone. All right, listen. We've worked <laughs> it around to musicals again. Look. So let's look get back this. to Real Men. Okay. A Real Men right. played at the New York uh, Musical Theater Festival. We just yes. got. Ba- I just got back. What does that entail? How many shows do you do? We did five shows. That's all we did was five shows and. Uh, we were seen by a lot of people, and we got a lot of laughs, and we did very well. And we're going back to New York for a regular run. Oh, okay. fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you very, very much. Very cool. Thank you very much. We're, we're working out the details now. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And that was a, your L.A. run is done. You played down in the... Uh, oh, yeah. We played down at uh, the Norris, the Norris Theater. There? No, I, something. Some some person's name. I, yeah. I, I, I Performing think, Arts Thingy? Uh, thingy uh, MC Wren's Theater MC or something Wren's like that. Theater. I don't know. It's called Really Far to Get To. Yeah, straight it's out really of Rolling far. Hills Estates. Yeah. Yes, it is. And you, those those hills you start even, rolling. You couldn't even fit that on the meme. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a letter limit. <laughs> <laughs> to the word meme generator, but um, and so uh, th- this is about like guys and uh, and it is a musical about a, a guy things who, they deal with. Yeah, things we deal with. A guy is losing touch with his manhood. His daughter hates him. His wife, you know, hates him. His boss bullies him, and he he decides to uh, go to a psychiatrist who uses a puppet for his therapy. He calls it uh, papiatry, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he follows a 12-step program, and each step has a few songs to illustrate uh, that topic, that specific topic. And it's funny, and it's touching, and it's it's uh, we're very proud of it. Cool. Mm-hmm. And it's evolved uh, not only in title, but over your different performances, changing yeah. things in and out? We've actually cut it. Uh, uh, the, the new trend is 90 minutes without an intermission. Yeah, that's what they were doing when I was doing Schoolhouse Rock. Right. Even we in New York? Even in New York. Because I know yeah. in Vegas, they want you to get out and start gambling again. Hey, yeah, yeah, for a yeah. performer, it's kind of great, too, because you have the momentum going, and before you know it, you're done, and you're, you're home. You're done, yeah. It's kind of yeah. awesome. But for us, we want to sell things in between, so it's uh, kind of rough. Ah, oh, mm. true, true. Yeah, you got to yeah. do that during the performance. Yeah. If You saw the show, Paul, right? I did. Do, do you remember? The, oh, you didn't see I it. I did not. Oh, well then, fuck you. I know. Um, hey, the, uh, hey put that So that Debbie Coleman is a pretty good actor. Uh-huh. He's terrific. Oh, boy, he's good. Um, anyway, but Paul uh, did see Biffle and Schuster on that. Well, you note. saw you saw the trailer. He saw. No, I saw. He went to see it. He went to see it at the Arrow. The recent one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. You were there. So right. there. Yeah. So yeah. fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> fuck me. He Hi. Went, he went out to see a movie. You know how Paul is. This this broadcast mm-hmm. tougher be. to get out to the play. Easy to get me out to a movie. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah, we're movie guys. You are. You're the movie guys. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you ever appear in the theater, guys? And what'd they think of your show? The theater guys, <laughs> they didn't think there were enough sequins. So, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> so they turned their backs on us, you know. Yeah. I, I Oh, ooh, what he said. Um, oh. Anyway, anyway, getting to Biffle and Schuster. Yes, Let's now please. explain to Bart what that is. Okay. I think I have a pretty good grasp on that. It was the other thing that was throwing me, <laughs> oh, i got to be honest okay. with you. okay, all right. But, all right. I, but I do have big questions about Biffle and Schuster. Okay, so I want to hear them. You the set questions. the table, and then I'll jump in, because maybe you'll answer some questions right off the top. <laughs> you set the table, he'll jump in and knock everything on <laughs> the floor. Knock everything on the floor. Perfect. Set the table. And the I'll dog will eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Set the well, table. I'll play a clip. Go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, Biffle and Schuster. Uh, will Ryan. You guys know Will Ryan? I do. He's great. We will do. Ryan a great is a great, writer. great uh, writer, uh, songwriter. He's also a voice artist. But fuck him, because I don't want but him to get. Him. I don't Who want him to get him? out of this. You Who know? needs him? Fuck me and fuck you. But fuck <laughs> him too. You. Just if we're gonna bring him up. This is He's great, so man. Sweet. This is like the Compton themed show. <laughs> yeah. um, we should. It could have been the Man from Uncle themed show. You know, we could have had no necks. But um, uh, uh, Robert Vaughn, right? We don't know. Uh, and Ilya Kuryakin. Ilya Kuryakin was the other character. He was the Russian character. Yeah, and he still is in the movie. Yeah, cool. It's yeah, such yeah. a cool name. I used Played to have, by Army Hammer, which is I used a to have a car. It is, it is. It sounds like, uh, 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 what is that stuff that you put in the refrigerator to keep it fresh? Milk. Army Hammer. Baking, cor- baking, baking soda. soda. Baking soda. Yeah. That's yeah. his comp- His family's. Army Hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. He's yeah. one of the heirs to it. Yeah. Why do you name your kid that, though? Because you're going to give him a ton of money, and he says, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right. My name's Paul Gamble. I'm not naming my kid Proctor. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying. All right, go on. Anyway, uh, so uh, we were, we're we're good friends, and uh, one day we got together and we thought, let's put together something we can do live for people. We could show up and do live for people, and we came up with a fake comedy team from the 1930s. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Of course, it's right there. That's right. That's right. Obvious. If you know Nick. He would. he would. I would. I would. I love old movies. I, I'm sorry. You know, you talk about these new movies like they're good. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, everything everything great has been done. Everything else is residue. And I don't go that often, to be honest with you. Well, you'll you know, fit right I really in with Bart. Go. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, so Bart, we're, we're, we're pals. We're happy pals. Um, but uh, uh, we love old movies, and we decided to create these characters, Biffle and Schuster. And we ended up not doing anything with them. I uh, wrote some short animated film, animated films you can see on YouTube, uh, and they were completely different from what we're doing now. A friend of mine in Miami animated them, I wrote them, he voiced them, and they're kind of funny, actually, and each have a musical number, an original musical number in them. But, um, uh... That's a, it's a frame-up? No. No, no. That was the that, first live-action that, one. Yeah, that cool. came about... I saw the animated one, too. What was that called? Uh, well, there's a few it. of them, actually. Huh? There's a few well, of search them. Search Shoes There's Renting and Raving. There's, uh, The Case of the Missing Plot. There's, um, uh, what else, the, the operatives. They're actually assistants to an opera singer. Uh, and it goes along like that. But um, <laughs> Dude, it's totally your kind of humor, Bart, by the you way. You okay, Bart? Well, totally Bill, Bill Schuster kind of... was kick, cracking me up. Oh, cool, yeah. man, cracking cool. I love that. Yeah, it's totally uh, So anyway, it's, it's, uh, so I was talking to Michael Schlesinger one day, and he's, he happened to use the phrase, it's a frame-up. And I said, that sounds like it could be a two-reel comedy from the 1930s. And he said, why don't you write it? So I wrote one. It ended up to be a little too elaborate, so he wrote his version of it, and he ended up shooting it with Will and I playing Biffle and Schuster. And he ended up hiring all these really good actors, and uh, we shot a short comedy two years ago. Now, a year ago, he decided to do four more of these Biffle and Schuster shorts. Now, he's in already for about $350,000. I mean, really. 
That's for, a good friend. That's you know a what? good friend. It looks it, though. I mean, it he really you built sets. Yeah, yeah. You're not joking around. You're We're shooting with a, in a professional it. studio with, with a, a large crew and some really great actors. Robert Forster, Academy mm-hmm. Award nominee from Jackie Brown, and uh, Jim Beaver, and uh, Dick Miller. Daniel Roebuck. Danny Roebuck. H.M. Uh, Winett, who I just saw on Perry Mason the other night. Um, these are all really, really good professionals. And we shot four of them. And I tell you the truth, I think they're a lot of fun. And, and let me play a clip then. Okay. This is a little taste of what you could get if you go and check out Biffle and Schuster at the Egyptian Theater here in Hollywood, Sunday the 16th. 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. Who are you? Who are we? B I double F F L Biffle. S H double F Uster Schuster. Biffle and Schuster. Need we say more? The last job we had, we were so funny, you could hear the laughter across the street. Really? What was playing across the street? <laughs> oh, a doctor, eh? Say, Doc, it hurts when I go like this. So don't go like this. We lost everything in the crash, including father. Heart attack at 46. I had U.S. Steel at 110. Eight years of been working my fingers to the bone, and what do I get? If you say bony fingers, I'll kill you. We happen to be sensational. Did you see our last show? I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> now, are those original jokes? Uh, most of them, no. Okay. <laughs> most of them are as old as, as as dust. Some of them feel like I may have heard them, or at least they're you know the premise. I didn't know how much original. They're made in the 30s. There you that's, go. That's the conceit. And yeah, you're and doing that smart thing of using jokes that no one remembers. That's right. I'm telling you, before 1957. <laughs> well, you know what? All you in 1957. Slow. Karen likes to call it the man from uncle theory. That's yes. Right. <laughs> and it works. Clearly. <laughs> she grandfathered that in. Mm-hmm. No, it's, uh, it's, you know, there's no such thing as an old joke if a person person's never heard it. That's what I'm talking about. See? Yeah. See? So yep. these shorts are chock full so of that's that kind the, of humor. So that's the question I had, and that's the answer. The answer is these are shorts. Short films. Okay. Because yes. I watched like the, the trailer. Like the Three Stooges, like the Laurel and Hardy, you know. Oh, okay. That kind of thing. God, where do you want these to live? Well, um, I was thinking of Encino. No. <laughs> um, Venice Beach. Currently, Venice they play Beach. as a quartet. Who and does? The, 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 sh- the sh- Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes but there's also We do, some, there's only two of us. There's also, <laughs> and we're in a bit say, all of a sudden. Who are, who are the other two? <laughs> Which one is Zeppo? Um, but uh, no, there are, uh, yeah, there's four shorts they're going to be showing, and uh, there's also a lot of extras. We, we just shot our, um, oh, I don't know if I should say this. It's supposed to be a surprise. Oh, uh, so, additional footage for the screen. Right, yeah, okay. there's some extras. There's some things, some outtakes and cool. some, you know. Special things that we. I couldn't help but notice a fantastic soundtrack. Was that made with the like the clarinet player and everybody that Will knows? Is that who's doing the music? Who's that, doing the those music? are some of the best jazz musicians in Los Angeles. They are fantastic. Yeah, that yeah. was great. John Reynolds and and uh, oh yeah, yeah. Dean Mora. I mm-hmm. mean, really, really great. So people. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they appear in the film. Uh huh. Also, yeah, yeah. Janet Klein, the singer yeah, Janet Klein, is in it. Rusty Frank tap mm-hmm. dances. Uh, Will and I uh, sing. And uh, yeah, and it, it has the, the one is a musical. The audio has been gone through and sounds. It sounds 1930s. like an old. It's movie. shot four by three, correct? Yes, in black uh-huh. and white. That, that makes twelve. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you ever consider? <laughs> did you ever uh, consider Blair witching it um, and making it, passing it off as, hey, did, we found this found old footage. footage of this well, old. We actually they, do. They, yeah, they we do, do have a whole thing. I mean, yeah. we do have a whole thing. There's a whole history that this this uh, comedy team um, was hired by Sam Weinberg, who was a real estate agent, mm-hmm. and he decided to get into film, and uh, uh, so he hired these guys out of vaudeville, out of the stage, and uh, made these films, made these independent short features. I mean, for short films. I I, I, I think go. if you had like mocked it up as like old footage, you could totally have 
scam people and like, oh my god, we found well, this footage of this. It unknown. could happen. It right? could happen. happen. Yeah. We're, still, we're kind of ruining that. Okay. But yeah, we're, we're kind of ruining Nick it. But on yeah. the show. Yeah. Nick, get the hell out of here. What okay. Bye. <laughs> hey, Paul, do that thing where you edit out all that stuff I say. Yeah. <laughs> he always does. Don't you worry. Welcome to the Paul Preston god, Show. Don't I do enough of that? You're adding more. That's what he does all the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is at the Egyptian. That's pretty cool, right? Oh, I mean, the legendary Egyptian place. Theater. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, built by the same guy who uh, built the uh, Chinese theater. The great Sid Grauman. Sid Grauman. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. In the 1920s. All right, listen, you know everything about these old movies. I do. So I have to ask you. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, boy. That's a hard question. Because I would love it if you went, Transformers. But uh, you're not <laughs> going to, right? <laughs> is that a movie? No. Oh, the, uh, the one from 1932. Yeah, Aaron, actually, you've never seen right. it before. Actually, it's an old idea. They redid it. Yeah. Actually, 1931. I think Chaplin's City Lights is probably my favorite movie. Although, mm. yes. I would have to add. See, I have to go in categories. My favorite comedy, City Lights. Okay. My favorite crime movie, the Godfather, Godfather Part Two. All right, all right, that's okay. good. I'm, yeah, mo- yeah. I'm moving up. All right. My favorite Tom Cruise movie. My favorite Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> Risky Business. Oh, yeah. good answer. Good not answer. A wrong answer. answer. Not a wrong. Is answer. there a wrong answer? No. No, there's no wrong For answer. Favorite Tom Cruise movie? Yeah. Probably Valkyrie. I like okay. a- <laughs> Valkyrie. <laughs> I mean, no, no, if, that, no. if that's your favorite Tom no. Cruise movie, the do- then the documentary probably, about yeah. uh, Scientology. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. I think that's my favorite. Oh, <laughs> favorite drama? I mean, my, a, a favorite drama. Or is what, that also a, your crime movie? That's a tough one. No, drama. drama's tough. Uh, ooh, I really like How Green Was My Valley by John Ford. Wow. Uh, I like... Uh, really? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I Because started... you know, that won the Oscar, right? Yes, it did. Over Citizen Kane. You know, <gasps> I There's think... A I honestly ooh. think it's slightly better wow. than Citizen Kane. I love Citizen Why Kane. Why aren't they teaching How Green Is My Valley in schools? Well, because they're stupid. Well, there you heard it here write first. This down. This yeah, write it down. Schools stupid. 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 Schools are stupid. You know why? Because you're stupid. You're stupid. Yeah. How did you get into old movies? Like what happened? Ah, uh, when I, I can tell you, it's a, it's a, it's like a kind of a psychological story. I'm guessing it was. Yeah. It had something to do with a closet. Because I was young, I got into Star Wars, and then I and just saw whatever what? was new. I've gone back and watched old movies, yeah. obviously. But I'm not saying everything new is bad. But That's I bet not you've true. seen more I old love movies good, than new movies. No matter when. I've seen more old movies. Yeah. And in fact, there's a lot I haven't seen, so they're, they're new to me. Uh, like the jokes. Mm, um, yes. But when I was a child, I was, I was the third son, which means that there wasn't much attention You didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then a girl came the year later. So oh, I was you definitely like, didn't exist. Oh, no, no. I lived under a carpet, yeah. actually. And uh, <laughs> I mentioned closet, <laughs> but he says carpet. It's it was the same actually, thing. No, it was my uncle's toupee, actually. Oh. It, was, it was a rug, anyway, you look at it. And uh, so I, I was I was kind there of... are those jokes nobody's heard before. I was here, too, right? I'm telling you, Bart, you're going to love his humor. It's right up your alley. <laughs> Back to the closet. But um, I, anyway, so uh, my I used to hear my parents talk with their friends. And they used to talk a lot about the movies they grew up with. And they used to love it, and they'd laugh, and they'd reminisce. So I thought, that'd be a good way to relate to my parents, Mm. you know? So I took it to the absolute extreme. And by the time I was nine years old, I knew everything. I was like a walking encyclopedia. In fact, the phone would ring, and one of my parents' friends or or one of my relatives would call and say, tell Nick to go downstairs and turn on Channel 5. Who's that standing behind (laughs) Cary Grant? We can't think of his name. That would happen all the time. And I was like this little kid. Uh, tell him that's Clarence Kolb. You know, he's wow. standing behind. Yeah, Clarence. yeah. I swear. <laughs> Why are you standing behind me like that? That's an. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, that's a great uh, Cary Grant. I do a great Cary Grant. Yeah. There's a body in the window seat. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do a lot of impressions in the Biffle and Schuster movies. 
You know, whenever, oh, whenever he gets, I forgot. when he gets slapped, he sometimes becomes somebody else, you know, and then he shakes out of it. You know, yeah. he'll, he'll do Cagney or, or I do Franklin Roosevelt and you know, people like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so guess, for me, uh, like people are just lining up now, I'm sure, at the door. <laughs> well, it is in black over. and white. So that's another draw. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they love hey, kids. Thanks, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> they go. Uh, for me, I grew up with two sets of albums, right? Like yeah. my, my dad's albums and yeah. my brother's albums. My right. brother listened to like America Doobie Brothers. Uh, Beach Boys, Beatles, the mm-hmm. Red and Blue Beatles. I mean, right. I'd listen to those ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, Golden Age of Comedy. Oh, I all love Golden Age of Comedy. And all that kidding? stuff. George oh, yeah. Jessel, Fred mm-hmm. Allen, and Tallulah Bank. Hello, Mama. Yeah, Mama, yeah. this is Georgie from The Check Every Week. Red yeah. Skelton, yeah. Uh-huh. my dad's favorite comedian of all time. Red Was Red Skelton? Skelton? Yeah. I met him. Really? Oh, yeah, met him. Yeah. When? Went to, see him. Went to see him in 1979 at Claremont College. Wow. And it was the best one-man show I've ever seen. You were just a baby. Yeah, I was, actually. Wow. And I took a picture with him. I talked to him. It was great. He, he was very um, bitter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He never got over being canceled by CBS when he was in the top ten. Wow. Yeah, well, there's a reason. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Well, they thought yeah. his his audience was too old for the for the uh, network. Oh. When? This was 1970-something? <laughs> no young people watching. <laughs> I was watching them every week. Yeah, that I mean, it wasn't like catered to fetuses like it is now. Yeah, you know? no, no, that's what, that's what television is now. It's like, yeah. I, I watch it and... and mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's your favorite comedian of all time? Oh, God. Is it Chaplin? Chaplin was the greatest. I don't think anyone touches him now than ever. I mean, he's just the greatest there ever was. Didn't I recently see where you got a tour of his studios? I was at his studio. And you studios. were like in heaven. I, I was, saw that on Facebook. I was. I got to go into his vault where he kept his film stock That's and everything. That's cool, dude. Really? The soundstage, everything. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was some, just great. some of these studios don't, you know, they protect their vaults very close to the chest. Yeah. But they're oh, all yeah. letting Nick just walk around. Well, yeah, touch with him. Put Get your in. fingerprints on this one. <laughs> No, Chaplin was the greatest. But the guy who got me into show business, the person I saw, fell in love with, and said, that's what I'm going to do, was Lou Costello from oh, Abbott and Costello. Yes. He was just, you know, he was one of us. He was a kid. Yeah. You know. Somebody just put up his bit, uh, 7 into 28. Uh, we do a version oh. of that in Biffle and Schuster in the movie oh. Schmoboat. Schmoboat, everybody. Yeah. Schmoboat to China? Oh, yeah, there's there's four movies. Oh, Schmoboat to China. Very good. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> no missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the names of the films are The Biffle Murder Case, which sure. is a, a murder mystery. Bride of Finkelstein. Bride of Finkelstein, Schmoboat, and Imitation of Wife. <laughs> I'm telling you, that Bart. One, that's the you one that better most... go Sunday. This is totally. I'm your telling you, Bart. Thing. If you don't come, I'm going to be really angry. Oh my god! That's I the know. one that most resembles Three Stooges. If you ask me, which one? <laughs> the Imitation of Wife. Yeah. Well, that yeah. one's yeah. That one's pretty crazy. That's the one in the kitchen. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. doing all the cooking gags and everything. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. But we then you got to pretend you're somebody exactly, else. Exactly. But don't, don't give it away. I'm just saying the pretending you're somebody else thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's Stooges. Yeah. And Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. All good shit. So that's going down Sunday. Sunday three. And I've seen it. I was there. That's right. The That's right. Paul Preston was there, and he survived. He lived to talk about it. And it was fun. Will it be a Q and A? And all that kind yes, of stuff? we'll have a Q and A, and uh, even some questions and answers. Wow, both a Q and A and question and answer. Now my time. mind is reeling as we to what Q and A could be. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Uh, listen, we got a lot to get to with this next segment of the show. It's something we like to call. What? 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 What did you see? What did you see this week? Is that in honor of the old movies we're talking about? That was good. I have that album. What did you see this week? So I put it to the table. Brought to you? By MoviePass. That's right. Unofficially. But, hell, we we use MoviePass to go to all the movies. Go to these movies. So, so yay, (laughs) MoviePass. Do you know what the MoviePass is? Oh, yeah. When I see a movie I don't want to see, I pass. Close. Uh, Because you would be using that more than I would be using mine. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like Netflix for the theater. 
Oh, cool. Pay, yeah, you pay, pay a flat one price. rate, go to the movies as much as you want well, uh, for the month. What yeah. a great idea. Right. And it's that's all these idea. places all over our neck. How much is it a month? Uh, 35 35 bucks. That's not bad at all. No, we've already got our money in. You throw in a popcorn, it's it's a it's a deal. Yeah, well, that's where they make other money. I think I they know, just feel like, finally, hey, you know what? He's if a movie has movie. a huge opening weekend, which yeah. is all they have nowadays, yeah. Yeah. you know, that uh, we're, the studio is going to take the bigger percentage of the cash. Mm-hmm. Only if a movie has legs does the theater really make money. So we make all the money on the concessions. So just bring the people in. Yeah, just get them in it here. totally works yeah. because we went to a movie and I end up buying all sorts of food. We got $20 and We got in for free. Yeah. <laughs> How much a milk dud? Exactly. Yeah. Per dud. They got a so, per dud now. Paul and I... <laughs> and those are the movies. <laughs> we went Whoa. and we saw Trainwreck, right? That was the first You liked that. We did. I loved it. I thought that... I, I think Amy Schumer is hitting on all cylinders with her comedy. It's so smart. And it's so charming. And I think that the um, actor Bill Hader, who was working with her, was fantastic. And that surprised me he because up till now, he's been as much of an actor as a comedy sketch needs him to be. You know, but here he had to play a full fleshed out character right. and he was really good. Yeah. Cool. I also, because I've, I've found him in that movie, I was watching some Netflix and I watched Skeleton Twins with him and Kristen Wiig and he was great in that too. Completely different character. He played a completely believable gay brother. Oh. So good. Yeah. Really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that movie's really good. It was really good. It was um, one of these kind of movies that, Paul, you would be inspired by because it seemed like something that you could make. The locations are very simple. The idea is very solid. You know what I mean? It's something it, where, as an independent filmmaker... I'm not making The Man from Uncle. It it yeah, exactly. <laughs> it did star LeBron James, so I don't know if... Oh, no, no, reaching... I'm sorry. I'm talking about Skeleton Twins. <laughs> oh, 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 no, that was that was the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm talking about a brother and sister that he, you know, something happens and they go to their house where they grew up. You know, it's that kind of movie. You yeah. know what? It's yeah. me. I'm going to get me big. not paying attention. No, yeah. It's me. I'm I'd sorry, get, what? I'd get I'd Chris Kamen. I might get Chris Kamen. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Couldn't get Kamen. LeBron James. I actually left the uh, house this weekend. What? Wow. Wait Went and saw a movie in the movie theater. What? What'd you see? First of all, let me tell you. I saw a 9 a.m. showing of this movie. Yes. Which is the greatest way to see any movie, but especially Mission Impossible. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> that would... That would get you out of the house. That would describe me oh. getting out of the house at 9 a.m. I got up a Friday, Mission Impossible. went yeah. down and saw Mission Impossible, and just giggled like a schoolgirl yeah. for the whole two hours. It was. It's not the best. It's not oh. the best of the five, I don't think. I My think, friend Stan Taffel loved it. Yeah, I, I, it was great. I think uh, Ghost Protocol was probably better. Mm-hmm. Um, three. He loved the opening with the airplane. Oh. Well, here's, here's what's brilliant about the yes, opening with the airplane. Us. Is that... Um, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but all the press of it being a practical only makes that scene all the more insane and fun to watch, knowing that that's really him. Knowing, because you've seen this movie, right? Yeah. No, we have we not have yet. Not no. seen it yet. Dude, I'm so no. behind in my blockbusters. Oh. I'm seeing all these indie films, and I'm behind in the yeah. blockbusters. When you s- I like Indian films, too. When you Stop actually it. see this stunt go off, it is ridiculous. Yeah. He doesn't the, like CGI. The plane is... Monstrous. He is standing behind these propellers that are like three stories tall. I'm mm-hmm. exaggerating, but it's ridiculous. And not and knowing that it's a practical makes that scene almost almost too fun to watch. Because if you didn't know that, you would you would absolutely think, well, there's no way. A because human your being. Yeah. your brain takes away the fear and the danger. Yes, Rain Man. 
Rain yes. Man yes. is my favorite Tom Cruise there movie. Okay, go. that's oh, a good Rain one. Oh, Rain Man. Business. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. He did all his own acting in that, too. Yes, he and did. And his no, own stunts. And no CGI. He went up and down that escalator. No <laughs> stunt. No, no CGI. Yeah. And then, uh, real quick, no because we mentioned... No CGI. No CGI. Oh, sorry. <laughs> because you mentioned her, uh, I watched League of Their Own, because I did... Oh. What a great movie! I did have to watch my, my home TV movies. Yes, and, uh, TVS. Do you have a no crying in baseball? That is no, cut. sadly. No. Is that what you're looking for? I don't know. I don't oh, okay. Know. That that movie just absolutely love holds that up. movie. Oh, love oh. that movie. John Lovitz in that movie is absolutely fantastic. Hilarious. And Madonna's really yeah. good. Madonna's in that really movie. good. Mm-hmm. Even Rosie O'Donnell yeah. doesn't suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, and she so, sucks usually. So fucking charming. Although the I'm not voting movie. for Trump. What? What? He's having his own show. I'm sorry. I'm it's talking about the the, the Republican. The going on about Rosie. He was just saying who's a big fat pig. You got to admit that was a hilarious line. I thought it was. <laughs> I just, want a guy who just Rosie like it O'Donnell. Is. Yeah. yeah, just Rosie O'Donnell. Not you, Megan. You're just bleeding from Worm. your nose. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah. those are my two. I actually got out and and uh, I I um there's a theater right around the corner. I can ride my bicycle too. Six dollars. I made six dollars wow. to see. I'd get this up movie. at nine a.m. Right. Yep. That's and that's before, six upside down. Yep. Well, it used yeah. to be the the showings before noon yep. were. This amount of money. Now it's first showing of the day, so they're challenging you to get oh, up. That's at right. Nine. That's well, right. They'll have another screening at eleven thirty, but it'll any... be full price. I went to a movie at five a.m. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was there anybody else in the theater? Two other. Perfect. Oh great. Uh, I need to come up with a name for them. Cruisians. Two other oh. cruisites. Yeah. Cruisites. Two other cruisites. Crustaceans. Oh, cruise- yes. Crustaceans. <laughs> Cruisentologists. <laughs> you got to kind of weave it up in. Here, too. Up here. Up here. That's the winner. That's yes. the winner. But uh, that movie hung on at the box office. All like four covers that plane. Week. Yeah. Yes. I did feel a little bad for Jeremy Renner because he gets backseated oh, quite a bit he? in that movie. We're yeah. back in the closet. Oh. oh. I'm not going to give it away, but there is a. There's a scene that got me. They totally got me because there's a, there's a moment in this movie where I'm like, oh, they haven't done the mask thing. Oh, they just did the mask thing. So, you mean do, like Eric Stoltz? They do the mask. Thing. <laughs> they do the mask. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So wait a minute. Where well, I saw a movie. I've heard. Wait, but let's, let's finish this one because yeah, he, Bird goes by. Your Tom Cruise star dead right on the plane on the yeah. plane thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Th- little thing. Little pebble flies off the front. That was that was sort of maybe stuck to the mm-hmm. the window. You know, jammed in there, unjams, flies back. It's going to suddenly fly at Through 50 miles an hour, yeah. hit a skull, kill Tom Cruise. Crazy. I, I, the motorcycle scenes, because now you know those are probably real too. And I was thinking, they're, I was, they're, they're advertising as such. 120 <laughs> miles per hour, <laughs> no helmet, <laughs> all live. You have like to shoot that at the end, right? You got to shoot everything <laughs> else. Yeah. There's no way you take this chance. That I want to know what the him. insurance payments are. On Tom Cruise, because he yeah, likes to do things himself. The two yeah. questions I have is, how do you say yes to this? How do you let him do this? And how do you say no? How do you say no to Tom Cruise? How do you say, nope, Tom, sorry, you can't do you this? You look down and say no. No, sit, good boy. <laughs> but you look down. That's what you do. He's short. You're right, Paul. Somebody died in those stunts. Did they? No, no, Paul. Paul mentioned that these stunts look like somebody had to die at the end of them. Oh, so, oh, oh. There's, oh. there, there's got to be at least three or four oh, yeah. deaths on this set. <laughs> But uh, no, I can't wait to see it. I, I, yeah, I can't believe I have not yet. Nick, what'd you see? I saw a movie last night on television that I'd never seen before. Yes. So it was new. Tell us. It was from the '70s, so it was practically new for me. Mm-hmm. It's called The Long Goodbye. Oh, Robert Ring Altman. A bell? Anybody? Robert Altman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Elliot Gould as Philip Marlowe, Detective mm-hmm. Philip Marlowe. Uh, took place in real time. You've in never the seen 70s. it. Never saw it before, and I loved it. 
I didn't think I was going to love it, but I loved it. It was fantastic because I'm a fan of the old Philip Marlowe movies with Bogart, and you know, mm-hmm. and it was just fantastic. It was quirky. It was fun. It was Altman like. You know, it had some great characters. Long and slow. Long. He takes his time. Yeah, he does him. take his time, but it's okay. It's it's kind of kind of captivating. Not all his movies, but this one was one of those. I ones thought that was on my list, but it's not. The Long Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a list of movies to see. You should see it. It's good. It's did really. Did you put good. it on your list? Should I put it on my list? Yeah. Long, long Goodbye. Right. Long Goodbye. All right. All right. All right. So all I just right. saw that, and I saw a movie called Crisscross, which is a uh, film noir from 1950, 49, 50. Burt Lancaster and Dan Duryea and Yvonne De Carlo. And it had one of the craziest endings to any film in any year I've ever seen. It was incredible. I can't wow. give it away. But I, I actually yelled at the TV. I went, oh, my God! <laughs> exactly like that. And it was all real. Awesome. It was real. It inspired that. So when a movie can do that, you should see Criss-cross. it. Crisscross? It's Criss-cross. not about the two kids rapping? No, 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 no. no. backwards? <laughs> no? Okay. No. Because if it ended that way, I'd be surprised. <laughs> Because I'd be watching it, but uh, uh, no, no, this was uh, this was an amazing, an amazing film. A very dark and gritty, and and uh, a lot of surprises. Okay, so those are the films I saw. Cool. Uh, I saw Trainwreck with Karen, obviously, and right. I should say, if you're looking for a romantic comedy, as crass and yep. and R-rated as that movie is, it's the only one all year so far. Really? They just they've been swept aside for your big special effects and your you know superhero movies, which mm-hmm. are great and all, but. To not have that balance is a little odd. There mm-hmm. have been no romantic comedies. Not even bad ones that we forget mentioning. Just I'm not, none. There just have been yeah. none. The Longest Ride, perhaps, that Nicholas Sparks movie. Right. Yeah, uh, but that's with a teenager Scott Eastwood movie. Or whatever. Yeah, but I still. saw the John Turturro movie uh, that Woody Allen plays a part in. A Fading Gigolo? Fading Gigolo. Yeah, yeah. I kind of liked it. I thought it was kind that of was weird, though. But it, it showed me that Woody could actually play a, a role. He could he could actually be a, a yeah. character man, you know. And there was he was a lot asking him there. You guys just reminded me. Um, I have to confess this because I'm not going to do it again. I tried twice. I have a list of movies that I got to watch, and so whenever I was like, "Oh, what am I going to watch?" I end up watching Skeleton Twins, but it was only after I tried again to watch that thing. What was that? Annie Hall. Oh my God! What? I cannot. Oh watch God. Annie Hall. I have to go. Because to go. Woody this was a Allen. It really was. Just it's just, uh, three. I, I've got to. <laughs> I have sorry. to say, Woody Allen is so freaking twittery and oh my God. twitchy. And, and then he's laying there all gross, Woody Allen. And he's like, Karen? why won't you have sex with me? And Karen? she's like, because you're Woody Karen? Allen. Karen. Nasty. Karen? Yes? That was the romantic comedy for an entire generation. No. I paid. I paid to see it 11 times. 11 Did times. Did you not get irritated I know by every his line. twitching? She's Woody adorable. Allen. He's oh, annoying. Please, please. You understand what, is... what he is saying? He oh, is please. saying that Woody what? Allen was the Matthew McConaughey of his time. Oh, my Ooh. God. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, Bart. For an entire generation. He was the romantic that comic. That's what he's saying. That's what oh, he's that's saying. so yeah. awful. That's... Yeah. Oh, no. I it's... tried twice. I Don't listen to her. Don't it. listen to her. It's one of the greatest romantic comedies ever made. If you're into watching like really creepy dudes. You're just an anti-Semite. You're an anti-Semite. No, no, no. Because I. You're leaping. Yeah, he totally. <laughs> you're an anti Woodite. No, 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 I love me some Gilder Adnan. You're a leapite. You are an anti Woodite. Karen, like, Karen doesn't like wood. No, you don't like wood. <laughs> oh, my God. She doesn't like wood. Not she him. likes toys. Sorry, Paul. Oh. Sorry. Anyway, so I had to put that out there. Okay. okay that's <laughs> good. I'm glad we could agree on not to agree. <laughs> yeah, we, well, Karen and I will be going to a lot of movies together. I can see that. Uh, um, so I, what else is on your list, I got Karen? Lot, wait, she's done. I got Santa a lot of stuff. And the Easter Bunny? Yes. Uh, I saw on the plane back from, I went to Seattle, I saw Thor The Dark World. Oh, God. Did you walk out? 
Yeah, no, but I almost walked out on Catwoman. <laughs> Did you really? With Halle Berry on a plane? Oh, that was horrible. This was back when it was that was the only option. That's now it's I like they had these on-demand things on your phone. You can How watch you like one of seven here? or eight different movies. <laughs> when it's only Catwoman, and you're like, I take the headphones off. It looks bad. Oh, my God. You know, God. it's still not something you should be watching. No, no. But um, The movie comes with a litter box. I like mm. Thor The Dark World, and like every Marvel movie. It, it, I like it better the second time. Nearly every movie has worked on me like that because they just got a lot going on, mm-hmm. you know. And there's so much going. And then you forget there's parts of Thor: The Dark World that are basically a huge sci-fi space fight. Now is Thor the one with the hammer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. Now. Do I need to go way back for you? Okay. No. 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 I got it. The Avengers. I got it. The Avengers. Thor lives in Asgard. Where, where does he live? Where does he live? England? Is Asgard. that what you said? Asgard. Asgard. Asgard is in England, yeah. I think. Right. All right. What else did you see, Paul? Asgard Park. But the point is. Like it's, it better he's touching the second his head time. as he said point. Go ahead. <laughs> like yes. it better the second time. Uh, we saw The Gift. Yes. Don't forget oh. That. that was really With, great. With uh, Jason Bateman. And, it was um, so great. Right? Mark. I had a suspicion it might be a really good movie. Oh yes. Okay, so here, this is a Blumhouse Productions film. We've talked about them all the time here on the show, but only because they put out eight films in a year. Next Universal. year, they're slated to put out 11. This is not a Universal movie. Oh, I thought, because I know they're going to do some Blumhouse. Yeah, they are. They mm-hmm. put out The Purge and some yeah. other stuff. These okay. guys are all over the map with every right. studio putting out tons of movies. So I thought, you know, this might be the hastily created, crapped out movie or something because they got so much to do. No, this, I mean, they must have just got in and let Joel Edgerton, first time director, take his time. The nice movie is super job. patient. How cool is that? Yeah. Um, and if you don't know what it's about, we talked about it on the show a while back, but it was a guy shows up, a, a new couple, a couple who've lived in Chicago, shut up. Stay with us. Who lived in uh, Chicago. And now move to L.A. and they're going to start off Going back home to the husband's town. Because that's important, too. He's going back to the people he knows. Yeah. And so, you know, looking for a happy life with a happy new job and having everything. They meet an old friend of his from high school who is creepy. But not so much. He's kind of friendly, but he's a little odd. And then, of course, more than, like, swords and hatchets and ghosts, there are just secrets that come out. That make the movie fascinating, wow. and the, and the, Jason Bateman again is brilliant. He's exceptionally well cast <laughs> because we laughed at when he delivers lines in the trailer. You can't help but think of Michael Bluth because he just can't. I think Arrested <laughs> Development, you start laughing whatever he says because he's so dry in that show. It doesn't matter what he is says. Is he the creepy friend? No, no he's the slick he's husband the slick because husband. because he's Michael Bluth, and and even though he's funny in that and is rallying to save his family, he's very good at playing someone who's upper crusty. Not super elitist, mm. but just, you know, mm. coming from money. And Michael someone Bluth does. that you believe. Yeah. So yeah. you buy him being that, and and everything else just then falls into place, which, of course, involves a bunch of Who plays secrets the creepy friend? that you don't want the audience to know. The director. Writer-director Joel wow, Edgerton. Wow, cool. Yeah. Joel Edgerton. Oh, wow. Yeah, from Warrior. And, that sounds uh, like something I would like. Oh, it's it is really good. good. It is the feel uncomfortable movie of the that, year. See, I would like that. I would like that. Yeah. Uh, I also saw Mr. Holmes. Did, did I oh, I, w- I was. I almost went to see that the other day. Everyone's been recommending it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. I said it. <laughs> so Biffle and Schuster. The Adventures of Biffle and Schuster. Uh, Ian McKellen as 90 year old Sherlock Holmes, right. revisiting the case that took him out of the business, uh, which sounds great, and yeah. he is great. I just didn't think the case was interesting enough to warrant the movie. Wow. I would have put a different case in the story that he had to revisit. So it becomes more of 
Holmes trying to unlock his memory, which is, you know, as a 90-year-old guy, is interesting, and he's got to figure all this stuff out. I know there's but a little kid involved, right? There's a little kid involved. And there's three plot lines going on. There's one where he's trying to get this plant to help elongate his life, and, you know, this Japanese plant, as that whole thing is going on, and help, help unlock his memory. And, yeah, the kid, and he are now, the kid is, um, Laura Linney is his... Uh, Housekeeper. Housekeeper, yeah. And that's his, That's her kid. And they raise bees. And now that's what hmm. he does in his older life. He's got a, a apiary? An apiary, yeah. yes. So these three plots go on. None of them were as interesting as I hoped they would be. Oh, okay. Well, Bill be- Condon directing isn't exactly, you know. Like, it was between that and the new Woody Allen movie. Ugh. An Irrational Man. Which I did not see. I didn't see it either. I heard it was He's not in it, honey. I didn't see it. He's oh, not in he's it. Oh, he's not in it. Fantastic. Yeah. But I will see it. You know why? Movie pass. Yeah, baby. Because and then you I saw, can. I saw the end of the tour, uh, which oh. is uh, Jason Siegel and Jesse Eisenberg. This is a story about a Rolling Stone writer's encounter with David Foster Wallace, the writer of Infinite Jest and one of the big heralded authors of the last 20 years, um, who eventually killed himself in 2008 or something like that. Mm. But... Long time ago, this, he was this big get for for this author, uh, David Lipsky, who worked at Rolling Stone, to to get the interview. And so he kind of embedded himself in his life in Bloomington, Indiana. And Jason Siegel, welcome to the party, buddy. He was really good. And you know, up till now, he hasn't even when he writes his own stuff, created a character. He where was good in the Muppet movie. He was, but he hasn't challenged he looks like a Muppet. But Annie Hall was bad. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And he, I'm uh, sticking with it. <laughs> you stick with it, Karen. Oh, boy. And he, uh, uh, he never, he, he, he didn't write this, but for some reason, the, the role offered him just about as much as he can do to be successful. And he, he, he's a huge lummox, underplays a lot, and um, their relationship, you know, is, is funny, sort of tenuous, um, gets heated now and then. It's just a real interesting story, and the whole thing is about this interview that happened over five days with... David Foster Wallace at the end of his book tour. So the end of the tour, highly recommended. Well directed as well. The camera is often up close or at shoulder height, so you're real intimate with the characters. Um, it's good. good. So go and see that. That's an All indie right, you should you seek go. out. It's because I've been seeing too. these indies. You're Mr. Holmes. You're whatever. Yeah. I missed out. I haven't seen Mission Impossible or uh, mm. Ant. I still haven't seen Ant Man. So yeah. anyway, or Ant. A lot or of people have Man from Uncliff or what did you call it? I know Ant Man Uncliff. Unclef? Um, I can't remember. Unc- Go back on your script. Unclay? 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 The man from Unclay. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, listen. Flunk. Karen, uh, I'm going to challenge you to say more things because it's your time of the show uh, when we celebrate the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's Karen's birthdays. Here we go. Let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Robert De Niro, who turns 71, but can play anywhere from volatile to unpredictable. Happy Mr. De Niro, birthday. yes, began his showbiz career at the age of 10 when he played the cowardly lion in a grade school production of The Wizard of Oz. Does that count? Does that count as your start? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to put him up? Do you want me to put him up? Didn't you say the Cowardly Lion's birthday is this week as Actually, well? Actually, tomorrow is the Cowardly Lion, Bert Lars' birthday. Uh-huh. <laughs> Interesting uh, check coincidence. Check it with Nick on Old Dead Guy's birthday. That's right. <laughs> Today's, today is Joe Besser's birthday also, for those of you out there who like quality. Hey, uh, going back to wait, what wait, you were saying, you, Bart. Oh, yeah, ahead, what? Wait, didn't you say Joe Besser was the worst stooge? But he was the best stinky on the Abbott and Costello show. Oh, and gotcha. when we're keeping track of who's the best stinky. That's right. So far, <laughs> Karen's winning. I'm winning. <laughs> um, you were just saying, Bart, hey, is that does that count as the start of your showbiz career? And yeah. I'm saying yes, because I, at the age of 10, I played Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. 
And our careers, me and Robert De Niro, started out at the exact same yeah, okay. trajectory. And then mine is still in... <laughs> Trajecting. Trajecting. You, you leveled he, off sooner I, than he did. That's all. Hey, just, you're doing better than Judy Garland. Thank you. <laughs> if only I could get out of the garage. Just I'd be all set. 71. Yeah. yeah. First of all, yeah, looking good. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to throw this to the table. Good. Looks good. Yeah. Can you, you know, name the first good. film that Robert De Niro worked with Martin Scorsese on? Mean Streets. <gasps> no, it wasn't Mean Streets. It was. The wedding. The you're wedding. right. Oh, no, no. I just was inhaling because I was surprised you were right. it was a wedding. No, no, Mean yeah. Streets. I don't know what the that's wedding Altman. is. What? A wedding? Oh. That's Altman. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's another one. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me what Mr. De Niro's first directorial debut was? What movie was that? Oh, A Bronx Tale. That's right, 1993. Yeah. I was going to say and? Bullwinkle. Am I right? <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> Mr. De Niro is a proud winner of two Academy Awards. What were they for? Go! Taxi Driver's got to be one. No. 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 I, was, I can uh, tell you. The Godfather Part Two. Yes, that's Correct. right. Best Supporting Actor, that's 1974. Right. A role entirely done in And language. Raging Bull. Yes. Best Actor, 1981. You're doing I, really good, Bart. Yeah, Bart. <laughs> Bart, you're right up there, man. I always Maybe forget. we should have taped this at nine in the morning. Let me throw this out to Bart, then. I'm going to say, what movies did Robert De Niro turn down? Did he turn down Dick Tracy and Dick Tracy? Willy Wonka and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, or Bill the Butcher in Gangs of New York. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. That's right. And? Oh, there's more? He turned them all down. Oh. Yeah. You left out the Debbie I figured Reynolds that way story. you couldn't go. <laughs> you couldn't you. lose. God, he would have been, he would have been just... good as Bill the Butcher, but it would have been a very De Niro performance. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis pulled, a, pulled a, an all-whatever-the-fuck performance <laughs> yeah. out of that. Oh, he yeah. was doing things. So crazy! I mean, God, he's good in that. He's the best. He's so. Amazing. He's just. The I best. always forget that De Niro was in Godfather. He Are played, you kidding? He played Vito Corleone. Yeah. 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 Part two. He part was two. in part two. Was there only two? Yeah. There's and no flashbacks in one. He learned Sicilian. Okay. He learned he Sicilian, so he could play that part. That's that right. cool. Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Chris Messina, who turns 41, but can play anywhere from a hottie to a shirtless hottie. <laughs> mm, he's on Calm the Mindy down. Project and he's always getting shirt off and he's dancing. It's so hot. You may remember Chris from his movie work in Vicky, Christina Barcelona, Argo, or Devil. Or perhaps you may not remember it. It depends on if you saw those movies. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> don't remember him at all. Julie and Julia? Julie, oh, that's right. He played he the husband. Oh, yes. that's yes. right. That was good. He was also regular on Aaron Sorkin's The Newsroom and kicked much butt, being a little so pain in the that. ass in that show. But he's not just an actor. He's also a very, very talented director. Paul and I saw his film, Alex of Venice. And he's the one, uh, I think we discussed it here. He directed it. And he, oh, yeah, yeah. he used um, John, Don Johnson in that movie. Totally kicked ass in that. Don Johnson from Miami Vice? Yeah. From Nash wow. Bridges. He directed wow. him the kicked shit ass. out of him, apparently, because he was so good. Uh, this is kind of cool. When Alex of Venice appeared in the Tribeca Film Festival, Chris was quoted as saying, I grew up with Robert De Niro on my wall. He and Pacino and Hoffman were the reason I wanted to be an actor. So to be part of the film festival means a lot to me. And I was just wondering if Chris knows that he shares a birthday week with Robert De Niro. <laughs> Another coincidence, people. I'll bet he does. Very, I'm sure he does if he had him on his wall. Of course, then again, when you think about it, didn't you guys have women on your walls? Samantha Fox. Actually, live women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had really big staples. Bart, you must have had a hottie on your wall. Fair you know faucet. I had, who? I had no, none of that cheesecake stuff, honestly. 
I can't believe that. No, I, I always felt awkward having it in the house, like where mom and dad could see it. Oh, I had it in the... I'm talking about the college dorm room. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. I had movie posters oh. at home. Oh, college dorm room. Oh. Samantha Fox. Was. Yeah, there's hard. I had a Sophia Loren yeah. poster. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Up. No, that's yeah. good. Among would... the Groucho Marx and <laughs> Lou Costello stuff, yeah. That's smart. And lastly, let's wish a very happy birthday to Waco's own Mr. Steve Martin, who turns 69 but can play anywhere wow. from a jerk to an amigo. One of his first television appearances was a, as a contestant on The Dating Game. Here we go. Oh, okay. What? Play that clip, my friend. Wait, what? It's I always will. hard to... Trapped in a store all night long. What store would you pick? Well, one of my favorite store, stores has always been the Goodwill. And I like to be locked in there some night, trying on all the old clothes and the ladies' hats. <laughs> so, you know, lie on all the old mattresses and get something. That's okay, that's it. If you were a holiday, how would you like to be celebrated? Yeah, I'd like, I've always had a great respect for Arbor Day, and uh, I would love to be Arbor Day and be potted. And be potted. <laughs> Perfect. So he appeared, that was his very first appearance on the dating game. He was still in college at the time. So wow. uh, just I think he was potted on that show. I think yeah. he was. Yeah. And he had dark hair. If you go check it out, his hair hadn't turned to grayish oh. white yet. Wow. Uh, going around the table... All of us who yell out your fir- your favorite Steve oh, Martin movie. Man, that is so hard. Here we wow, go. Wow, that's a tough one. Mine is Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. Second. I have to go along with you. Yeah. Oh, I so may have good. to as well. Beating out Parenthood slightly. Beating out the man with two brains. Roxanne. The jerk. So the funny. jerk. The jerk. I'm going to go with maybe all of me. Oh. Great, great performance. Great performance. There's a, there's a robbed so Oscar. Good. Right? Yeah, a robbed Oscar. At least Oscar. a nomination. Yeah. I liked him in Shop Girl, too. That was a yeah. more current yeah. movie. What about his current movies, you guys? Um, was he in Spanish you know, Prisoner? He, and sadly, the movies that made some of the most money of his entire Bullfinger. career were not good. Like His worst yeah. movies made the most. I love that. Well, Bowfinger's fantastic. Fantastic. But then he got into like Cheaper it's by okay. the Dozen and its sequel, Pink yeah. Panther and its yeah. sequel. These oh, movies the made Panther. a ton of money. Pink Panther. But they weren't the best. Uh, did you like the hamburger scene, though, in Pink Panther? I did. I loved the, I hamburger, the hamburger scene. Hamburger I almost scene. fell out of my chair. Hamburger. I really did. The movie sucked. Right. the hamburger scene was just fantastic. Anytime you can say the hamburger scene was the best, I'm in. His 80s were out of hand. I mean, yeah. we were not even talking about during scoundrels. Yeah, right. I mean, we're not. I like even... Three Amigos. Oh, I talk about right? it every day. Yeah, I love seeing Three Amigos. We quote that's a wh- bad movie. That is one of the greatest it movies of all time. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. It's another one I saw multiple times in the theater. Yeah. Okay, oh, great. I... He's using real bullets. <laughs> <laughs> we're more than f- what's infamous. So more like the famous. wind. That's my favorite line in the whole. All right, movie. I'm gonna do a little he quiz shot with the you. invisible swordsman. It's like living <laughs> with a six-year-old. What you come out tonight? What you come out tonight? What you come out tonight? Look up here. Look up here. Yeah, okay. Classic. Now, Steve Martin worked with the great Eugene Levy on four different films. Can you name what those films were? Oh, the Debbie Reynolds story. No. No. <laughs> Damn. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Let um, me just the tell one with you, Queen Latifah. The one only, with no, oh, Bringing uh, Down the House. What's that one called? Bringing Down the House. Bringing Down the House. Horrible yep. film. It is what else? Good. Yeah, oh, but a huge moneymaker again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, horrible. Only one of these four movies is a good movie. Oh, so. God. Sergeant Bilko? No, close. Oh, God, that was the worst. Yeah. Um, what else? With, uh, Eugene just think Levy. of the bad uh, ones. Uh, well, dangerous? Was one is good. No. no, that was John Candy. Yeah, but I didn't know if, I didn't know if Steve had kind of wormed his way in there somewhere. One of them's a movie and its sequel. Oh. Oh. Um, I don't yes. know. I don't know. Oh, is it the cheaper by the dozen? No, Father of the Bride and oh, Father, Father of the, the Bride, Bride. Oh. too. But Father of the Bride one was great. That yeah. was a good movie. Yeah. That but was a good movie. The last yeah. one is cheaper by the dozen. So those are the four Eugene Levy films. Wow. Father of the Bride, Father of the Bride two, Bring It Down the House. When and it's Eugene Levy's birthday, 
ask us what movies he was in Steve Martin with. <laughs> I will do Let's that. Let's see if we can get him. I will forget. get it. I no, will get it. Bart, the Debbie Reynolds story. <laughs> you know, no, no. Bart, you know bit. how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true. People are always asking me, can you tell me two interesting things about Karen And what do you Volpe? say? First thing is I say, $20, same as in town. See, because it's an old joke that's no one. We don't use that one in and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I, the second thing I tell them is that Karen Volpe yes. loves when celebrities sing. And I do, especially when they sing some classic music. So we're going to listen to a little Steve Martin doing what he does best, King Tut. <gasps> See, I could have done banjo music, but come on, King Tut. I remember seeing this on Saturday Night Live. Me too. So great. Right after The Man from Uncle. <laughs> uh, for all those of you wondering if you should go and see Steve Martin do his, uh, yes. his banjo, thing. banjo show. It's awesome. If you've never seen Steve Martin do stand-up, he does it between every song. <laughs> That's so cool. And if you've Solid. never seen him play King Tut, he doesn't do it at every show, but the show we saw, he closed with Bluegrass King, King Tut. Tut. And Karen, Woody Allen plays the clarinet with the jazz band, actually. You can go, well, never mind. With your band and the Schuster thing? No, Woody Allen plays yeah, with the band. Yeah, I'm not a big enough clarinet fan. Or a Woody Allen fan. Oh, yeah, exactly. All right, listen, that brings our show to a close. Oh! Uh, together with the movie guys, individually we are. You can follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys for daily jokes and links. Also on Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. <laughs> Thanks to Nick Santa Maria. Hey! hey! Come see Biffle and Schuster. Ladies love his stuff. What can we plug? What do, you, do you do the social media thing where people should be going following you uh, or, or Biffle is, and Schuster or Real Men? You can go to It's a Frame Up on, uh, on uh, Facebook and you'll get all the news, all the Biffle and Schuster news. So search it there and you can't miss it. Yeah. It'll, it'll and be and put it up. into YouTube. Just punch it into YouTube. Biffle and Schuster. That Schuster with two with a double O. If you do that, Biffle and you'll get everything. You'll get everything. You'll see it's a frame up. You'll, you'll see, see the animated, the animated stuff. thing. You'll see the trailers. Yeah. The whole that's what I did. And it's yeah. all there for you. All right. Uh, Thank you. And also go to digitalmindproductions.com. It's my production company that makes this show. The Sisters.com show coming yeah. up in September. Yeah, September 5th, 730 to 830, and it's not right. At we were Corky's. writing it. It's not Where right. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? Corky's a Cork It's free, free parking. They're the best, everybody. So They're fun. the best. Thank and, of course, 9 to 5 running through August 22nd. Thanks Smart. to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And, as always, we owe everything to Pat Peach. Next week, we're back with two films people who were in them are excited about, Hitman Agent 47 and American Ultra. We'll see you then. Bye.